And you are listening to FW Live here on the FW Radio Network. I am Patrick, who thankfully has some boys uh, with me as always, Danny Danger. Danny, uh, your places are known, sounding as robotic as ever, at least de echoing. How are you doing today, Danny? Doing all right. Um, yeah, I was hearing robotic and I hadn't even started talking yet. That sounds great. Well, it'll be a good show. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, we're going to start uh, a, a GoFundMe page to get you um, wireless headphones that um, that you can use so you no longer have the echo. Uh, uh, yeah, we don't need that. Danger don't need handouts, man. Um, it's funny enough, I forgot my headphones uh, in my airp- in the airplane of all places. Oh goodness! Mm-hmm. Uh, last time I checked, uh, they were at a parking lot near the convention center next to the airport. Um, because you know, thankfully, there's this Find Me app on phones, uh, so it told it it, it tell me where. My headphone. As long as there's battery, as as long as there's juice on my headphones, uh, I can see whether I. As of but yesterday, what good, what good does that do you? You just well, know where they are what, until somebody crushes them with a car or picks them up. No, 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 no. So I forgot them in the pocket of my seat in the plane. Okay. Okay. So they travel from there to Douglasville. To a house in Douglasville, I found the address. Okay. Now they're, now they're back at a parking lot near the convention center, most likely in somebody's car, Danny. So yeah, somebody took him from the plane, kept it for himself, did not turn it into Lost and Found. Because Lost and Found is not in Douglasville, uh, Georgia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would. So, I would imagine it's near or part of the airport. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I'm following along, and I, what, what is helping me is it's helping me track where it is while I still have juice, while I'm in communication with the airport to determine who has it, where are they. Okay. Um, of course, obviously, I can't do much this week because I'm working, but over the weekend, I'm going to just have to, to you know, I, I'm going to just have to go wherever the location of my Air, AirPods are and, yeah. and be like, listen. You Bring have a baseball bat. You have, yeah, you have AirPods. Yeah. I have a lead pipe. I'll take that. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm planning on communicating again with the, in, in a day or two with airport security, going to the lost and found, and tell them, listen, it, it is most likely one of your people because who, you know, it's probably employee parking lot yeah. for, for the airport. So I'm like, we'll see. I don't know. I don't want to think the worst of people. But if you're listening, well, you're probably not listening. You're probably working right now. Your car still, so for an hour ago, your car was still parked by the airport. I have a certain set of skills, and I will use them to find you. And when I find you, I want to get my AirPods back. There so, you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, as Brother John always taught us, never give up. I'm not giving up on these AirPods. AirPods Pro are quite expensive, okay? Which begs the question, well, Patrick, 
Why did you not make sure you didn't lose him? Well, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Long weekend. All right. It, uh, it was. It was. I was all uh, at the end of the week. Week of the WrestleMania trip. I mean, you know, it, it, it was a long weekend. So it was, it's a great weekend though. It was a fun weekend. I uh, got to do a lot of things. I got to meet Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. That's wild. Yeah, I saw mm-hmm. your pictures. I didn't. How much yeah. did they charge you for that? Uh, it was two hundred dollars to meet The Undertaker. One hundred and forty to meet Shawn Michaels. Why? Why was The Undertaker that much more than Shawn? Because he's a Hall of Famer. It's The Undertaker. It's, it's, so is Shawn. Yeah, but the Undertaker. I understand. But I think you know. I mean, it's the Undertaker. I mean, I don't know. They just found that hey, maybe Sean was like, "I'll charge. Let's charge a little less for the people." You know. Now, uh, to be honest, the Undertaker is still very new to doing these kind of meet and greets, so maybe that's why. It's that too. It's a rarer signature, basically. I mean, Finn Balor costs forty bucks. Yeah, I would have gotten Finn Balor over two hundred dollars for Taker. Okay. Yeah. Once in a lifetime, my friend. I would have paid for Hulk Hogan four hundred dollars last year, had not been the day after I flew into uh, Tampa. Goodness, four hundred dollars for Hulkster. Yeah. I would have done it in a heartbeat, no questions. See, these things are important to me. This live experience for me, be able to meet these people, get that photo, and I will take that with me. See, we're different, right? You're all about you want the autograph, you know, you know, you whatever you have, an eight by ten or whatever, the personalize it to the hey, that that means something. You you collect those, right? For me, it's like. Yeah. I, I, I'm gonna, those gonna waste away with me. I'm not gonna take care of them. But like that photo, that time, that that to me means something. So yeah. meeting them in person, it's like, wow. It's just like, I told Sean, it's like, you're, you're the greatest ever. And he goes, well, you know, I wouldn't say that, but if you say so, I'm like, you know, it's like so humble. Look at you. How, and, how, so for your price, was it pretty much just walk up, pose for a picture, and leave, or did you get? Did they allow you a few minutes to talk? Because I've been at some no, like no, 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 no. So basically, like you get thirty, you long thirty seconds in, thirty picture, thirty seconds out. Uh, basically, yeah. Uh, you basically, I mean, but you gotta understand, you have a long line of people waiting for him, right? Oh, uh, no, oh uh, yeah, no doubt, so, no doubt. I mean, you only have two hours. So, yeah. I mean, the Undertaker's signing was between ten and twelve. When we were there right. meeting Sean, Taker was still there. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it's it's huge. Uh, also, it was funny. I saw the Undertaker. He was signing, and for the signing of the, you know, because because he did photos first. Then he did the merch signing separately, right? So there, it's a sep- it's a separate thing. Was it a different, a different price for each, or, or well, how did that? Work? Well, you you pay for picture, you pay for signature. The thing is, they got all the pictures out of the way. 
Then okay. after all the pictures are done, then he sits down and then does. He's not gonna stand up, sit down, stand. No, all pictures got out first, and then he sat down and he did all the all the signings, uh, which I, was extra. But it, the thing I found funny was they double tabled, like so they put a table and then they put another table in front to separate the people from the Undertaker, so. Not much space to even be close enough for a conversation, because you're like two uh, tables wide, separate from the entertainment. Yeah, so that's I that's that kind of a bummer. But I mean, I can see where he might also just not want to be around people's germs as much. You know, like I mean, it's much better. But we are technically still in a pandemic, especially if you're going to be, you know, getting five five hundred people who want to all touch your body. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think he was worried about that. And I don't think it's his call, right? Um, WWE worked with a third-party vendor for the signings this year. So Uh, it's 100% ran by the third-party vendor. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. But so, no, but that was cool. Uh, Access was cool. So before, Access would be like, you have all the shops and you have all these different things like, you know, like the Undertaker's Graveyard and all these things. Well, this year they were charging for the extra experiences. So you did things like if you wanted to do your own entrance, they charge for that. If you wanted to really? hang out at the... Uh, yeah, so I would thought it was like... A yeah, I, I mean, thought that was... In the past, wasn't that... That was all included with... Your access ticket price, right? Right, but here's the thing, though. Before you were paying fifty bucks to get into access, to just get in, yeah, just okay. to get in, and you participate in all of this. Now yeah. you only pay ten bucks for line, week, and, and and that was fifty bucks per session, right? Okay, so, yeah. So you only had like a window of like. Three to five hours. Two or three hours to do everything and stand in line for whoever was yeah. there when you were there, kind of thing. Right for fifty bucks. So if you yeah. needed, if you needed more time, guess what? You need to pay more. You need so to buy another year, ticket for a different time slot. Right, yeah. Right. This year they did it different. This year they did ten bucks for the whole weekend. Okay. And then you pay extra for the different live experiences. So. So you get in. What? So did you get anything just for your entry, or was that just to get in to be able to pay more money to do other things? Right. Well, you pay to get into the shop. I mean, they have you know those you know they, they have the um, what do you call it? Um, you know the, the cardboard stand ups of all the wrestlers all around. They have some stuff that's not really you know uber important that you can take. You can see all the memorabilia, for example, for free and free okay. stuff, right? So, but like, yeah, like the do your own interesting, call a wrestling match, um, be participate in a wrestler panel, all that was extra. Which I I think it, I, in my personal opinion, it, it's a better method because what if I just want to go into the store, but I don't want to do everything? Yeah. Then okay, it's more like a menu. Oh, if I want more, then I can pay more for more. So, and uh, you know, I, I thought it was you know, I thought it was smart business wise. I'm like, 
I was telling Corey, who's with me, he's like, you know, I get people not liking having to pay extra, but I'm sorry, if I'm a business, my job is to, I'm going to look out for myself and how to make more money out of it, right? I, yeah. I mean, at least that's just how Patrick is. So, if I, you know, I'm going to try to find a way to, to, to make this work for me and get make a profit. Um, so, no, it was interesting, but it was cool. Um, yeah, so I, access was fun. I only I, now I didn't have to pay for the entrance to access even because if you bought. Uh, what do you call it? If you bought a meet and greet, that would give you access to access to the access superstore for that day. Okay, so that was part. Okay, so that was included with your. I guess you had to buy the meet and greet in advance. You couldn't just walk up Correct. and say, "Hey, I want to meet oh, the no, Undertaker." Yeah, no. Okay, so well, that's that's good that you were. They kind of included that in the in the cost. Right, so I didn't, and I knew like I had already done like the interesting, which I still can't believe I, I did not save my video of that. I, I already had my entrance thing. I've done that. I've called a wrestling match. Um, what else did I do before? I, I you know, um, I did the graveyard thing. Uh, so I, I already kind of experienced that when I was in New Orleans. So I'm like, you know, I don't need to do any of this. I've already done it all. So I was like, cool. I'm uh, I'm happy as it is. I just I just I'm just gonna be here this one day. Uh I bought a couple of things at the superstore. Um and yeah. I only knew plus I only knew I only was gonna go that one day. There wasn't really much time to go on any other time and I figured I, I got it I got everything I needed out of that day. So it worked out. <laughs> Just fine. Um, so yeah, so that was the superstore. Um, apparently, this year the high spots had a, a superstore also at WrestleCon. I was gonna try to check that out, but I was tired. This was Sunday. I was gonna try to go. I'm like, you know okay. what? I'm beat. It's like I'm not gonna try to find where the Fairmont Hotel is and then pay for parking for this one store. Is Probably not even gonna have what I want because I mean they have a I lot mean, of memorabilia. I want like the only thing for me that I care about is the t-shirts. Not like they probably won't have what I'm looking for. So, well, you know, I mean, High Spots always has a website, yeah. so that and I think their t-shirts they usually have done kind of in bulk for events. They don't usually stock those on the website. Yeah. At least not in not in large quantities. They may have some, but I think most, yeah, they'll have somebody make them, you know, a run, and that's, that's what they carry to shows or something. But they don't make custom right. t-shirts. Yeah, so I like I'm okay with that though. I like okay, I'm, I'll pass. Um, so let's see what else. Cause let, let's see if I can go before we get to the the main 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 event here. Um, uh, originally, I wasn't planning to go to any other shows. So I just wanted to go relax. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe go around the city. Uh, but Corey, apparently, like I had mentioned to him, like, if you wanted to go to ROH before it okay. was Tony Khan's ROH. Um, and he's like, nah, not really. 
Then when uh, we met over at MLA, which by the way, Mucha Lucha Atlanta MLA 25, uh, scheduled now June 5th officially. So tickets I, I didn't see the, that, yeah. On the 18th. But uh, yeah, so once they, um, he told me, hey, you know what? They got good tickets for just 25 bucks. Let's go. I'm like, hey, yeah, let's go. I, 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 like, I wanted to go check it out. Because uh, I, I, I figured that they were going to do the Briscoes and FTR there because the whole, otherwise they wouldn't be wasting their time with this feud thing. Yeah, um, that's that's what, it, that's what we all hoped, yeah. So, anyways, but I think by that time they had only announced Bandido versus uh, Gresham. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, let, let's do that. So we're going to do that. Um so we went and, and we saw ROH, uh, well, not what it became, uh, Tony Khan presents uh, Ring of Honor, um, what do you call it, Super Card of Honor. Um, yeah. And of course, of course, he he came out. He came out. See, I didn't, we didn't see that on the paper. Well, I missed the first... Ten to fifteen minutes of the of the pre the pre hour the free hour. Did he come out then? No, no, no. He came at the beginning of the show, like the Dewey always does. Okay. Uh, well, that's I, what I, mean. I didn't. When the pay per view broadcast actually went on pay per view, Tony mm-hmm. was not there. Right. No, no. He he came before any of that. Before the first match with Colt Cabana and everything. Okay. Yeah, he came before. The but was that show. part? Was that part aired to just the live crowd then? Yeah, because that's what I'm saying. I missed crowd, that. Yeah. yeah, I missed that first 15 minutes because I was well, out running errands and then got home know, and started. I don't know what aired. I don't know what aired. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I was there live. So yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, no. So you know, he he probably didn't show up. Uh, I mean, I I believe he had to get clearance from Warner Media. Okay, probably. To make sure he was there, either that or they didn't care. I don't know, but he was not. Or apparently, he wasn't planning on showing up. Well, of course not. Originally. But uh, yeah. he was there, and then he called out, uh, "What's his face?" Um, oh my gosh, who did he call out? Um. I am terrible with names right now. Uh, Silken, Gary Silken. Yeah. Uh, okay. Right. Call out Gary. Okay. He called him on, you know, and then Gary did, you know, his usual startup like he does, like you know, to play music and get the people hype, clapping and all that. Yeah. Um, you know, so he just started doing that. Uh, I think very emotional for him. Um. So yeah, so that that was you know th- that was cool. That part, you know, seeing yeah, uh, Silk in there and do his thing. Um, uh, but yeah, and then from there, we got the four pre-show matches. Yeah. Um, and and that's and that's what, apparently Tully Blanchard. Now that he, I mean, I'm assuming he got kicked out of F, uh, of uh, the um, the uh, what is it called? What is the pinnacle? 
Right? No, he wasn't part of the pinnacle. Tully was well, never part of the pinnacle. Well, he, he was because he was manager of FTR. I thought the pinnacle kind of disbanded. No, I mean, I mean, then I'm not. Paying, then apparently, I'm not paying that much attention. Yeah. I mean, last I heard, all of, is the Wardlow is just no longer, um, no longer the uh, bodyguard. But yeah, well, he's yeah. Yeah, because there were there were no issues amongst the other four. I mean, uh, what's his face? Uh, Spears is still there by uh, by MJF's side. So okay, uh, but yeah. So where was I? Okay, so Tully Blanchard apparently he's got Tully Blanchard Enterprises now. Yeah, yeah, he was supposed to be. Grouping yeah. together his uh, yeah. his new people or something. Yeah. So 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 the gates of a- agony are his new tag team, Jasper Khan and Toa Leona. Um, and it's funny because as he was saying their names, when he called them the gates of agony, it sounded like he was describing his tag team instead of. Saying that the name of the team was the, the Gates of Agony, oh, and then was yeah. the music played. I don't know that the, the way he talks is weird. Um, yeah. So, and I feel like Bancroft because you could tell like there was he wasn't really done talking while the music started playing. It was just a little bit uh, out of sync between production. It and was Tully it was pre show, and they were trying to get it moving. I think is what is what it came down to. Yeah, maybe the guy's like, okay, I need you to shut up. Uh, the, the, the thing that, is, this, that stood out to me, uh, two things that stood out to me of the pre-show. Um, Blake Christian showing up there was really cool. Uh, I think that Blake Christian wore for like five or six promotions over WrestleMania weekend. Um, I think he was at Impact, GCW, Ring of Honor, and he did like two or three more, I think. So kudos to him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Making the most of a free, uh, of being a free agent. Yeah, uh, you know, you know, he's also working with New Japan too. So yeah, he was all over. Uh, kudos, kudos to him. Um, and the other thing, when when Dalton Castle came out with the new boys who the baby are, chickens, he calls them yeah. the baby chickens. Well, yeah. Whatever they were, I mean, uh, I was just reminiscing how, man, how, like, I think similar to Adam Page, just kind of like, I think, you know, ROH, where they dropped the ball with with Castle, was that they did not really give the title to Castle at the very height of his popularity. It's like, it started to windle down by the time they gave him his title shot. Yeah, he... He had, well, I mean, part of it was, you know, he was there at the rise of his popularity during the time that the Bullet Club and stuff was dominating Ring of Honor and dominating Ring of Honor television. So they weren't going to remove the Bullet Club from the top storyline just yet. So, but by the time that they built it up and he defeated Cody, yeah, it was a big moment. But then also Dalton had kind of gotten injured and was dealing with several minor injuries by the time he actually got the championship. Mm-hmm. 
So that is also why his title reign, I think, didn't wasn't also as high profile because right after Cody lost the belt, that's kind of when Bullet Club started to to move out of Ring of Honor, and so many eyes went away from it. Yeah. The eyes followed where those guys were going. Right. And then he had to take some, then when he lost the belt, he had to take some time off to kind of recoup those injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought that was, I think it was just yeah, a combination of several things and, and poor timing. I do agree with that. But then the thing is too, is like, since he, since he held the real title, like they really haven't done that much with him. Like he's, He's been an inconsistent character, and he hasn't really been, you know, he's always doing, being entertaining. He's always having great matches, but they weren't really using him in a high-profile spot because they were moving towards focus on pure wrestling and everything. And while Dalton does pure wrestle, Mm -hmm. his character is much more entertaining than just merely being a good technical wrestler or a good pure wrestler. Yeah. For whatever reasons, but yeah, that that's one of those that you f- feel like, man. What if, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I think that at the height, man, him winning the title would have been so much bigger. And I don't know because yeah, like kind of like like he wasn't after that. I mean, he wasn't announced for Supercurve. I didn't even think about him. I didn't even realize. He existed until he came out. Well, the, the thing so. is that, yeah, he was not at all um, advertised. Yeah, the thing is, before before Tony Khan purchased Ring of Honor and the couple weeks leading up to it, they really hadn't announced, announced much at all. Right. They said Joe Hendry would be in action. Ninja Mac would be in action because they're like, hey, you know, we're thinking about bringing some new people in. You know, as well as some of your ROH favorites. Mm -hmm. And it said, yeah, Joe Hendry was an action announced. Ninja Mac was an action announced. It was announced the Briscoes would be defending the tag team championships. And Gresham versus Bandito. That was all that was officially announced prior to Tony Khan purchasing AEW. Or purchasing Ring of Honor, pardon me. Mm -hmm. So they really hadn't... And then... Once he did, they started piecing some matches together. They, you know, put the uh, um, swerve, you know, swerve in there with Zayn, and um, made FTR versus Briscoes, and announced the interim title match and stuff. But yeah, Dalton was unfortunately had not announced at all. I'm glad that they brought him in. Absolutely, um, I'm glad that they brought him against Hendry because that's been a longer form story um, with them being former tag team partners. Well, they were tag team partners. Then as the pandemic hit, they kind of fizzled out because Hendry went back to Scotland and Dalton was stuck in the U S mm-hmm. um, and then at final battle, they had uh, um at final battle, they were against each other for the television championship that Dalton held in a four-way match. And so at first, Dalton was like, awesome, here's my buddy. He's going to help me retain my belt. But then they kind of had a, their falling out came even further. Um, then, 
than we thought. And yeah, it came down to a singles match. And and yeah, I don't know if so many. There's so much uncertainty still with what Ring of Honor will become. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, so a few notes. Uh, the opener for the pay per view was great. Strickland and Zane. Um, so definitely uh, did a great job. Uh, with that opening, uh, great way to get started. And you know what? The very first thing I re- I noticed that, that off the bat that made this not feel like a Ring of Honor um, event. All the all elite guys won. Everybody uh, who was contracted to an all elite contract won their match. There were no streamers. Yeah, ROH. Well, see, ROH didn't do that. Because you know they they did so long of uh, tapings without a crowd, and then I think once they brought back crowds with the pandemic, they just went ahead and did away with did throwing they, things in the ring. Did they ever say do not throw? I mean, because you can't. How can you stop fans from doing it themselves? I mean, you you tell them they're not allowed to do it, but I don't know if they did or not. I would just I'm just kind of making assumptions based on that. Did they give any kind of announcement at the no. live event? No. No. Hmm. Wow. It was weird. Yeah. Um, all right. So, announced as the second or third member of uh, Tully Blanchard Enterprises, uh, Brian Cage. Yeah. That was announced. Yeah. That was, I guess, a couple days before the pay per view. They said that Ninja Mac had his match officially. And it would be against Tully's newest client. Mm-hmm. And yeah, apparently the 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 Swolverine, the, the machine cage, uh, completely ran through Ninja Mac. I don't even remember Ninja Mac getting off or even attempting uh, an offensive maneuver. He did. He it did attempt that move. He he jumped off the top rope and then landed on uh, Cage. Who yeah, and Cage caught him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ju- yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he, yeah, and then it was uh, all downhill from there. And Cage just threw him around, and ultimately destroyed him. Yeah, Jay Lethal, I guess, officially turning heel after the yeah. Moriarty match, and yeah, Sonja, Sonja trying to um, gain some composure and things. And Mercedes Martinez Willow, yeah. I was just interested. At this point, I went to check out the merch because I I heard that they had a, they were doing a sale on the DVDs. Um, yeah, they were doing. Yeah, they're uh, trying they to clear out physical them. inventory before they yeah. throw it to streaming, and then nobody will want to pay for right. the DVDs anymore. So they were selling them two dollars per DVD or three for five. Goodness. Okay. So I got me three of them. I mean, the majority of them were all like the new stuff for like the last two, three years. So I'm like, uh, okay, I, okay. I, I love those guys, but I don't want any of those. So I got three collector series DVDs. Uh, okay. Let, let, let me tell you what I got here. Yes. Uh, I got a, two collectors from Final Battle matches. Uh, okay. One, one has probably one of my favorite. Um, matches, you know, ROH matches of all time. 
Steen versus El Generico in the ladder match for the World okay. Championship. Yes. Uh, day, I'm like, yes. That's one of my favorites. I, I my, my brother's been getting into all elite and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I've tried to show him this match. Like, you need to watch it. It's awesome. Um, what else is in here? Uh, Matt Hardy versus Adam Cole. Red Dragon okay. versus the American Wolves. Um, yeah. Uh, Jay Lethal versus Rhino, Elgin versus Strong. That's in one DVD. The other DVD, Jay Lethal versus AJ Styles for the ROH World Title. The Kingdom versus War Machine. Um, Roderick Strong versus Bobby Fish. Uh, yeah, the Young Bucks versus the uh, All Night Express versus the Briscoes. Okay. Yeah, so a lot of fun matches between the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so they're just, so that they're just it's just various matches from Final Battle. Yeah, about the years on both of those DVDs. Okay. Yeah, and then the third one I got was and then the a anniversary uh, collectors edition. So in between two thousand two and two thousand four. Uh, okay. And let's see what kind of matches are in here. Um, Let's see. Adam Cole versus Chris Hero. Uh, okay. For, for the world title. Yeah. Uh, Red Dragon versus Adrenalist Rush. Uh, AJ Styles is Jay yeah. Lethal. Um, Chiampa versus Hansen for the TV title. Um, okay. The Decade versus Mark Briscoe, Adam Page, and Cedric Alexander. Uh, Elgin versus Rowe. Uh, Jay Briscoe versus Bennett. So a lot of oh Kevin Steen versus Cliff Compton uh in an unsanctioned match. Um this way back. So yeah, so I like, oh, this is a lot of cool stuff that I can I, I the you know, some things I like I I remember vividly, some things um, you know, I forgot that it happened. Sometimes like I wish I could see this because I feel like most of the stuff is not on this and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have ROH, the the honor club or whatever. But I feel like there's still a lot of stuff that's missing in there, and but I don't know why it's missing. So I'm like, uh, let me get some of these older DVDs. I probably find myself um, watching some good stuff out of those. So, yeah, yeah that, that's what I got. It'll be fun to watch them again. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, unfortunately, apparently, I found out after the fact. I gave my money to Tony Khan because it said that the purchase on the receipt on my bank account it said All Elite Wrestling. No, I know. Yeah, I, I've gone so long without giving any other money to TK. Uh, yeah, I, I was hoping that somehow it, it it would not say that, but it said it, it, they already moved it. I'm telling you, it's like these people were fast. Uh yeah okay so then my match of the sh- of the of the night here or the show whatever you want to call it uh FTR versus the Briscoes my goodness what a match oh yeah just yeah everything we we could have hoped for and more um you know it was. It was great pacing as far as not rushing into things, not doing a lot of crazy, you know, over the top stuff because both of the, you know, that's 
that's not what both these teams are about. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're wear you down, ground you, beat you up kind of teams. They speed it up and everything to keep up with the with other teams that mm-hmm. do that. Um, you know, and like the Bucks. It, yeah, like the Bucks and like uh, you know, the Death Triangle and you know, uh, I mean, so many other teams the Briscoes have faced over the years as well that do that. Um, it was, yeah, just fantastic. You know, you could feel the animosity between the teams, yeah. and uh, and then great, you know, great, great win, great show of respect at the end, and then it got kind of silly. Well, uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, the Bucks. I mean, listen. I, they probably it's funny because they 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 were they still managed to make it in time to South Carolina for their match on Rampage thirty minutes later. Ah so, yes yes that is, that is, uh, for being that's able to the ma- make that's the magic of, the magic of television there my yeah. friend yeah uh, of of course totally kidding the show Rampage was pre taped. That previous Wednesday, but dedication on oh, what's the dork's name that's always following them around? I keep forgetting his name. Um, uh, Brett Cutler. Cutler, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brendan yeah. Cutler because he was wearing the same jumpsuit on both shows. For there you go. Yes. So, so kudos to him for that at least. Um, but yeah. Uh, so apparently we're gonna get tomorrow night on uh, on uh, Dynamite uh, FTR versus the Young Bucks too. Uh, yes, they talked about it several times on the Ring of Honor pay per view, as yeah. they were seemingly using the Ring of Honor pay per view to hype Dynamite matches. And, and you know it's funny because you would have thought they were gonna they would have hyped up this show more. Because yeah. let me tell you, I, I mean, I, I hear Meltzer say that this number, this show did well, probably the best ever. I'm like, I don't buy it. I no, okay, no. I do not buy that this show, as it was announced, it, it had the most as much, uh, what do you call it? That the so many pay per view buys. I just. Yeah, I just don't see it. Not, I, I feel like I, there have been much bigger... because you had your true ROH fans who were like, "Oh crap, this might be the last one ever." I need to, I need to pay attention. Yeah. And this one, everybody, I think you had more of the true ROH fans who were kind of turned off because of all the th- of rumors and things about what Ring of Honor would potentially become. Yeah. So, with that being said. I tell you, I mean, it was there was there was a lot of empty seats. Yeah, I mean, I was so I yeah I watched it live, and yeah, you could definitely see that there were that there were not that there were a lot of empty seats. That it was quite far from a sellout. Yeah, so it was a shame. I wish that they had done more to advertise it on Impact. I'm like, dude, it's your own company now. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. You would think, but, you know, that's, it's, you know, it's NXT basically is how we were told it was going to kind of be. Mm-hmm. 
you know, this was supposed to be the big transition show and show everybody what Ring of Honor would become. And it showed us that, you know, yeah, anybody who signed to a contract would win. And and I get that from a business perspective, you know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, it kind of takes some of the magic away when you can look at a match card and you know who's going to win. Yeah. And I'm still convinced by the interim championship because Deanna wasn't going to be able to make the show. But to me, I'm guessing it was because the price wasn't right. The Briscoes wrestled on the multiverse show at Impact Mm -hmm. and also wrestled on Supercard, which is Uh, what Deanna would have had to do. Wrestle on both. They weren't willing to offer her enough money to, to want her to, you know, have to rush from one event to the other to to have a match. Yeah, note on that, uh, I read somewhere that um, that the Briscoe, the Impact wants to uh, book the Briscoes more since uh, Warner Media doesn't want the Briscoes on their TV right now. But I also hear that the Briscoes were not so happy that they had to... uh, job to uh, the Good Brothers on the Multiverse show. Um, oh, yeah. Something like... Well, and yet again, it's your contract to talent, you know? You want to put them over as, as, as dominant. Yeah. And it's, you but, know, like, that's part of the thing, too, is, so, you know, the problem is that Deanna Perrazzo is an impact contract to talent. So I'm guessing, too, that if they used her on... You know, Ring of Honor, All Elite. That Impact would still have a controlling say over what she was able to do and not do. Right. They're not just going to yeah. allow one of their top stars to go somewhere else and lose. You know, very quickly and definitively to remove the belt off of her. You know, so that Tony Khan can move it to somebody that he he has control over. Yeah. I, but what was? But I, I believe Diana's. This is the old Diana's only match the whole weekend. So she probably was coming in for just this one match, like because I think you know it was uh, Impact. But you know, but she was defending the, tri- the AAA Women's Championship. So yeah, and, and and I think yeah, and I think this did this did go uh, after the. Uh, the Ring of Honor show, so maybe also Impact and in a way, you know, uh, AAA didn't want Deanna to get hurt, maybe. That's that's a possibility, too, yeah. She gets hurt, yeah, that something was, happens. Yeah, because they, they did bring in Fabe Apache, to, so, you know, to do that AAA, essentially yeah. the rematch from Triple Mania. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I can see that, too, not wanting her to get hurt. Yeah. Before the big match, because that would—that's the match for her show, and then they had it to set up a, you know, once she beat Fabe, Taya returned to Impact, mm-hmm. right. and now Taya and Deanna will face off once again for the AAA title. Um, so maybe that's it. They knew that if All Elite was going to bring her in, they were probably going to have her lose, and they don't want her looking weak going into a the defense with Fabe a few hours later. And B going into a, a defense against Taya. Yeah. 
Yeah, because she didn't wrestle anybody else this past weekend. He, the only, she only took one booking, and that was for the company that, that contracts her. And I think, you know, maybe that was all by design. I think she was only... Uh, like, yeah, that, that could be true, too. Because, sure, I think, yeah, I think, I think she, definitely a lot of companies would have brought her in. But, you know, who, you know, who do you wrestle against? And then the other question is, how many of these companies are going to use Diana to Jabra? And being that she is currently in such a, a higher position with, you know, impact and AAA, yeah. they're not going to risk her being just put over. She shouldn't have to come in and just put somebody over, um, you know, being that she has a lot, a lot of stake in other companies. So we're, we're seeing here where, yeah, People are able to break the forbidden door, but at the same time, if you're a champion, you're going to be protected, you know? Yeah. Uh, It's just the way it is. So I I, I don't think, you know, I don't think anything. I I think making it an interim title was silly. I think the better, you could have done a number one contenders match. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's the exact same thing. Yeah. And I'm like, just do that. You don't need a champion just for five minutes. It's like that's such a UFC thing to do. It's idiotic. But well, I mean, all he did it. They gave an interim championship for the TBS title when Cody couldn't make a single no. event. That was and then the very time. next week, they had the unification. Yeah. So it's un- unfortunately, it's not just something that they just came up with. It's Something they they have a history of doing. Yeah, it's 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 dumb. Um, yeah, no, it doesn't mean it's a good idea. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I didn't even watch the match. I knew Mercedes was gonna win, so I'm like, I can skip that. Yeah. Uh, well, the, match, the match was good though. The match you know, was really good. Um, you know, there were a few times it, <clears throat> it it felt a little slowed down, but it was really good. Yeah. Minoru Suzuki becoming the, the TV champion. A little surprising, yeah. Uh, and it no, was I, it I, was very it was very one sided. I mean, I it seemed that. it it seemed to come a lot. Well, I yes and no because Ring of Honor has tried for many many years to tell us how good Rhett Titus is. Okay. Nobody. Everybody sits here and, you know, all the people who work for Ring of Honor and who've worked with him talk about how good he is, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, they've given him opportunity after opportunity. You know, they gave him the TV title at Final Battle as kind of a way to, you know, thank him for his years of service to Ring of Honor, essentially. But, um, yeah, he's just he's just not that good. He's He's bland. That's the biggest problem. The you know he had at one time a character that that helped him and then they dropped that to make him more serious and ever since then he's been you know plain white bread and uh, but I I assume that he would they would have tried to use that match to once again try to tell us how good Rhett Titus is and try to make him look like he could hang with somebody the caliber of Suzuki. So I was surprised that it it was very one sided and fairly short. Yeah, well, listen, yeah, well, listen. toilet paper is toilet very paper. good to my butt when I go to the bathroom. Doesn't mean I'm gonna give my my you know make him a champion. 
Make my toilet paper be a yeah, champion. Yeah, but but they did. Yeah, they made toilet paper a champion. Yeah, but thankfully they didn't last more than six minutes. And I also think that this is also their way of because uh, uh, remember this is now a Tony Khan presentation, right? Yeah. Forget everything you knew about ROH. This is now Tony Khan's other playhouse. Um, maybe this is a way to say, hey, Suzuki, you know, we still want to do business with you. And here, we're going to give you a win without it affecting our real stars on the other channel. Thanks for yeah. jumping. Well, uh, you know, as we've... Well, yeah, but... Um, several of the New Japan stars will be in America um, at the second... At, towards the end of April... And yeah. through through parts of May, and so I think that's it. They realized that they, you know, they have the possibility to use Suzuki more for several weeks, so they can and keep him can. and build him for a few weeks, and then have him drop that title to somebody else before he has to go back to Japan. Right. Which, by the way, it is official. Uh, Daddy and I uh, will be taking our talents to Washington D.C. on May fourteenth. Uh, for uh, New Japan's Pro Wrestling's uh, is it Assault on the Capitol or whatever it's called. I can't remember. Something on the Capitol. Yeah, something like that. Uh, but man, what what I mean, I, I love getting off topic, so this is a great time to talk about it. But, you know, the fact that, you know, Tanahashi, Ishii, Suzuki uh, are guys that we've seen live already from New Japan. Um, uh and but now we get well at least I, I and I've, I've seen Jay Lethal, uh, but now the big one Okada the Rainmaker is coming to the U.S. and it's going to be on yeah. the Eastern Seaboard for the first time, uh, so that that's we're gonna go up there we're gonna fly up there for the day and watch um you know what watch the Rainmaker do his thing and I'm I am praying that that they'll do a meet and greet for him. Um, yes, yes, I absolutely. would love to meet him, but uh, yeah, so uh, you know, that, there's that possibility. I mean, and how can they not, right? If this is the only opportunity they're gonna have to bring him, why would they not want it? You know, how much money they will bank for, yeah, that oh, absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, they, they'll have my money if they do it, so um, so now, okay. Not to get such a so Suzuki won great. So another another MVP Suzuki wrestled all over WrestleCon, the collective, uh, as well as uh here Ring of Honor. Man, that man did that stop any time. You could not Yeah, stop. no, yeah. He went was wrestling so many places against such a wide variety of opponents and mm-hmm. bringing the same intensity he brings every single time. I saw yeah. clips of him yeah. at Bloodsport versus Killer Cross. Uh, I saw some of the clips of him versus Effie um, from the Big Gay Brunch. Um, and then, no, of that, course, that, his... No, that, that, that was at uh, Spring Break. That, okay, that was Spring Break. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. Effie did something else at, at Big... Yeah, okay, you're right. That was Spring Break. Yeah, which I was there, but more on that later. All right, then uh, uh, Wheeler, Utah uh, defeated Josh Woods to become the new pure champion. Of course, immediately thereafter, uh, he became all elite. I thought Utah was already signed. 
No, he wasn't apparently. He's part of best friends, but he was. He's part of best friends. He's he's kind of leaving best friends to go try his try and earn a spot with Mox and Danielson and Regal with the Blackpool Fight Club. Uh, It's I think it's similar to um, similar to uh, JD Drake, where you know he's part of that gentleman's club group. Uh, okay, but he's not. But he's not signed. Exclusively contracted or officially contracted right. them. He's just on a pay, per per day visit yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's like, yeah. So apparently, you can be part okay. of a faction and not be contracted. So. Well, I and see what yet again. Since I saw that match advertised, I unfortunately knew that Woods would probably lose because I thought that Yuta was already contracted, and they would just use yeah. him winning this pure championship. For him to be able to show Danielson and Moxley, be like, look, I can wrestle pure rules, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Ring of Honor did such a good job of of, of building Josh Woods so strongly yeah. and so yeah. dominant, you know. The thing he had over all the guys in the pure division, not only, you know, could he pure wrestle, but he had that power and that size that nobody else in the division had and none of the other guys could find an answer for um, for so long. Um. And then you know, Wheeler, you just just beats him clean. Nothing, mm. no, no, you know, crazy shenanigans or anything. Just basically, just he was able to roll him up and pin him after a big move. Yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of disappointed with that, but unfortunately, he saw it coming. Yeah, unfortunately, um. And then your main event, Jonathan Gresham defeats Bandido uh, with Chavo Guerrero for part of the match. At one point, Chavo, of course, cheating. Bandido telling on him to get him kicked out. Uh, winner takes all match. Um, not the first winner of all takes match I watched this weekend, but here we go. This is the first one. And uh, Gresham is your champion. Yeah, and I think that most people assumed that was the same way. Um, that, you know, Gresham would would win. Um, as, you know, I don't know if there's any interest. There has been interest from uh, All Elite to, to Gresham. I don't know if they've gone as far as to offering him a contract, but there definitely has, has been reports that there's been interest in him. Um, nothing has been ever said about them being interested in Bandito. Um, so, yeah, I kind of I saw Gresham winning that. And, uh, you know, I mean, he probably was supposed to win the match at final battle that Bandito was unable to attend because he tested positive for COVID, um, you know, a mm. week and a half ahead of time. So, yeah, yet again, it was it was a good match, but I felt it just didn't really – hit into that next gear, especially after you had something that did hit on so many good gears as uh, the Briscoes versus FTR in the uh, earlier in the show. You know, that was the match that was the grudge match that had the buzz about it. The problem was that Gresham versus Bandito, you know, title unification, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, it just didn't have that buzz because there was no real rivalry there. Right. It was, you know, traditional Ring of Honor style rivalry based on, you know, who's the best. Gresham's been working his way up the totem pole. Bandito's been, 
you know, on a huge roll. Bandito was able to beat Roosh when it seemed that Roosh was he was unstoppable. Um, you know, but there, yeah, there wasn't that kind of intensity in it, and the match never really kicked up to that gear. I feel, and it it kind of suffered, and then you had ten minutes of post show stuff, which to me made it feel even more like an all elite event than a Ring of Honor event. Mm-hmm. With a big debut that was awesome. But at the same time, like, that's how every all-lead pay-per-view for the last year and a half has ended. The match yeah. ends, something, yeah. you know, something, something happens, and then somebody who you did, you know, who wasn't scheduled debuts for the company or whatever. Right. So, yeah, it, it, it was so quite, I mean, it was a very good match. And, of course, at the end, we get Jay Lethal. Uh, out there attacking Gresham. Then Sonja Dad apparently said to turn bad with Lethal. Yeah, for whatever reason. And then we hear that music. Oh, that music. Well, it music. wasn't music that we recognized, but it was it was close. It was close. <laughs> but once it's and then turned, you see the name on the screen, and then. And it's like, oh my gosh, it is him. And out came Joe. And the place erupted, as you can imagine. The uh, not sold out crowd at Tony Khan's presents, Super Card of Honor. Yeah. I mean, he came and he cleaned the house. It's funny because he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I forgot. Lee Moriarty also tried to come help out, but he just got beat up. Yeah, because Lee Moriarty was screwed over by Lethal because Lethal yeah. low-blowed him before before pinning him. Yeah, and so it was funny because it was like, uh, at the end, the video, I thought it was really funny when, like, you know, Joe celebrated with, and he, like, telling Gresham and, 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 uh, and Moriarty was like, Get up, come up here. You know, it's like get up to your corners, like stand tall. I was like, tough man, not weaklings. It's just not, he didn't say any of that, but that's just like what I was in my head listening to Joe tell these guys because, you know, he's just out there standing tall, like everything. You saw the two wimps are like just laying around. I'm like, nah, now you're going to be around Joe. You got you to gotta step it up. Uh, but man, what? And then of course we get the graphic. Samojo's all lead, and he will be facing off Max Caster this Wednesday on Dynamite. Uh, I believe in a qualifying match for the Owen Hart Foundation tournament. Yes. Yes, as they also hyped during the show. I just got, you know, Ian Riccoboni saying, I just heard word, TK just said over over my earpiece that Samoa Joe will be on Dynamite this Wednesday to tell us why he's come to All Elite Wrestling. Yet again, using the pay-per-view to sell the Wednesday free TV is a very strange strategy. One would think you would use it the other way around, but they did no such thing. Yeah. 
So that was Ring of Honor, Supercar of Honor. What is next? Who knows? They're champions. But outside of that, that's all we know. That is yeah, all still, we know. still a whole lot left to be to be figured out um, by uh, what you know where Ring of Honor goes and and what it what it means and what place it it will hold in the wrestling echelon. Um, you know, e- even that there was there were rumors that this they would uh, put all the old Ring of Honor stuff on a streaming service. You know, possibly the HBO Max deal that that AEW had talked about a couple days before announcing they had purchased uh, Ring of Honor. But yet again, we haven't heard anything more about that. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But until then, I'm sure they will not mention any of this at the um, at the uh, on the Dynamite or Rampage shows. So, yeah. Well, uh, okay. Now I did. I did go. So that night we ended up going to uh, Joey Janela's Spring Break Part Two because it was just like. I was like, the cluster is just one of my favorite gimmick matches, and uh, we would see Suzuki versus Effie, um, uh, Music versus Tony Depp, and Cardona against Dickinson. So I figured, hey, let's go. Um, yeah. Uh, didn't surprise me that Cardona Dickinson went first, because I'm sure you know, Cardona did not want to stay up too, too late. Because um, this 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 show started at midnight. Oh goodness, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Suzuki versus Effie was, yeah, it was a match. Uh, Suzuki, you know, I'm surprised Suzuki went along with all this Effie crap, but you know what? It's whatever. Dude, Suzuki has done his wild fair share of goofy stuff throughout the years. This is nothing yeah, new know. for, know, for him. He wrestled Yano in a match only a few weeks ago where he himself got locked inside a dog cage. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Um... Okay, so, all right. I'm talking about things I did not have in my, um, in my, what do you call it? In my bingo card for 2022. Buff Bagwell in the GCW ring. Buff Bagwell somehow finding himself relevant in the wrestling world uh, at all. I mean, he was there at WrestleCade in November, and the guy looked in horrible shape. He had a person on each side of him helping him walk. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was after that that, that he kind of talked with DDP, and he's been living with DDP, um, you know, doing doing DDP yoga and the whole, 
lifestyle change, and it's already seemingly giving him good results. Buff Bagwell hopped on Twitter a couple weeks ago and has just been tra- has been trending several different times and has come aboard as an LGBT ally and just winning over fans that probably have not even seen him work because of just who he's standing by and who he's standing for and the people he's showing support to. And, it, of course, you know, that's kind of how you get to GCW, and that's definitely how you get on Joey Janela's spring break is getting yourself that Twitter buzz. Mm-hmm. And Buff Bagwell certainly did that. And, yeah, only a few days before the show was scheduled to happen, they announced that Buff Bagwell would be in there. Mm-hmm. Um. Yes, definitely did not have Buff Bagwell trending on Twitter um, in 2022. Definitely did not have Buff Bagwell somehow finding relevance in wrestling. Did not find Buff Bagwell coming out as a a gay and lesbian ally. Also definitely did not see Buff Bagwell coming to wrestle for GCW and for Joey Janela in 2022. It is... A few months in, and wild things are happening already this year. Mm. Super wild things. Um, yeah, so that this cluster had everything. I mean, they had one or two women. They had like six or seven women in the show. So, so nobody could say that you know this is not an all-inclusive show, including the one in Great Lufisto. That one, I think, wasn't expecting her on here, but she was. She was like, "Oh, this is so cool." Oh. Did uh did the Invisible Man make make his way back into the cluster? The Invisible Man made his return. Not he, I think he probably got one of the biggest pops of the night. And as, as soon as he came out of the uh, you know, from the back, as soon as he came, you know, for in uh, the entranceway, oh my gosh, uh, yeah, it was it, it was. People could not take their eyes off him, no doubt, right? They, they, they could not. Uh, he lasted there a longer, a long time as he usually does. He's able to, you know, yes. keep people from, you know, noticing him all the time. But yeah, yeah, that that was definitely something with him. Uh, that and I, and I, of course, I have to tell. Like I remember meeting him years ago, and uh, I was showing Corey the photo. You know, of me and the Invisible Man back in the day, uh, <laughs> it was great. Uh, yeah, and uh, who else? I mean, there were so many people in there, uh, including Red Titus. Uh, I guess he went from uh, the Super Card of Honor to Spring Break because now he's got no title. Um, yeah, but in the end, it wasn't one, two, or three people. Uh, actually, it was three people. Second Gear Crew, AJ Gray. Uh, Mance Warner and Matthew Justice that eventually eliminated everybody who was left and they won the Cluster Fire Royal. Um, yeah, it was not not exactly uh did you know did I know that a team could win the match? I assumed it was about a royal that one person had to win, but there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Jang Wang was on there too. I forgot his daughter was there. Uh, Maven, 
Oh, yeah, I did see his name announced at some point, yeah. But a lot of it was surprised, so. Yeah. We didn't know everybody was going to be on there. Of um, course not, yeah. Um, uh, Ellis Taylor, Charlie Tiger, of course, uh, John Dumb Broke were there. Yeah, that's um, uh, that was really cool for them. Um, definitely so, good to see them getting getting some more shine. Yeah, so yeah, it was it was fun. It was a very fun one. I think the biggest, um, the biggest uh, cluster. Uh, oh, Nasty Leroy was there. Uh, briefly, oh, he was there, and Sean Ross Sab from uh, Fightful was there. Okay, in, 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 in the actual match. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know. So you gotta make the dirt she's happy, right? There you go, yeah. Isn't that what they say? So yep. Uh let's see. What else? I guess you know, that's all that happened. It was fun. It was fun. Did you go to the NXT stand and deliver? Uh, no, I actually went and I, I, I wish I watched that uh, yesterday. It was a fun show. Again, we talked about this only being uh, six matches. Uh, but in the That's pre-show, the NXT formula at this point, though, isn't it? Five or six yeah, matches for the NXT show? Yeah. Well, you know, the others were the TV episodes. So it's like I was still always something different from like the Saturday specials. But yeah, uh, let's, let's just go through it real quick, just see what stood out. Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai defeated Toxic Attraction to win the NXT Women's Championships, which of course now, three days later, that's reversed as uh, Toxic Attraction are now the um, two-time tag team champs. Uh, Karen Grime won the North American Championship, um, which did one of you think he was going to win? Because I think I had picked. Uh, I think Eric might have picked. picked Eric might have picked Grimes. I know Eric loves Grimes. Yeah. Uh, D'Angelo uh, defeated Chiampa. Of course, Chiampa uh, coming out of the ring. Uh, paying tributes to uh, both Triple H and Shawn Michaels, and then at the end, uh, being greeted by Triple H as he walking out as he was saying adieu to NXT. Uh, MSK won the Tag Team Championships. Um, Mandy Rose uh, retained the NXT Women's Championship, which I believe I this is what I predicted. I don't know. We all predicted it, didn't we? Yeah, we all predicted that she would somehow find a way to win, probably by letting the others beat the tar out of each other and her trying yeah. to to come in. But you know, Mandy more than held her own with those with those three. That was mm. the surprising part to me. Mm. Uh, Gunther defeated LA Knight only to now do the job for uh, Brown Breaker on. Uh, Tuesday, but yeah, good match. Uh, Dolph Ziggler retained against Braun Breaker at Stand and Deliver. However, they had a rematch, I guess, 
two out of three on Monday Night Raw, the Rothermania Mania and Braun Breaker, your new again NXT champion, and looks like uh, he's got new people after him as uh, 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 Gracie and uh, Harland have kidnapped his uh, his dad. Yes. Uh, there, so. The Cherokee County School Board is on spring break this week, so so Rick's just out hanging around. He doesn't have to school board meetings or anything this week. So no. they need to get, get him back before anybody really notices that he's gone for, like, for mm-hmm. real, real, and then might actually call the police, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, G- Gacy and Harlan have him kidnapped in a cage, which, you know, I mean. That's He's a dog faced gremlin, man. Yeah. You can't I'm cage that dog. dog. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. But what, what did you think about Stand Deliver? Anything stand out to you? I was still kind of surprised that Raquel and Dakota got the title shot. For the tag team championships, um, having not wrestled together as a team in a very long time, mm-hmm. yet they kind of reform and win a tag team title shot. I was also unaware that when you win the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Tournament, you can request. Any title match you want, as Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray, the winners, gave up their, what one would assume would be a shot at the tag titles in order to challenge for the singles belt. Thus mm-hmm. leaving the champions, you know, not having a part, you know, an opponent to face at the pay-per-view. And then that's where Raquel and Dakota come in. Unusual situation. But I guess with Toxic Traction winning the belts back, it's all resolved and, and all's right in the world again. Um, yeah, I was a little, also a little surprised to see Grimes win the North American title because I feel that he's not quite as – like I feel his popularity was on the decline. You know, I don't think he had been – you know, pretty much since his feud with LA Knight, I don't feel that he had been as popular as he was. So maybe they're trying to use this championship win to kind of help elevate him uh, back up to a, a higher status, um, you know. But it's it seemed like Trick and Mello were doing really well, so I don't know why they wanted to take the belt off Mello um, right now. But you know, we'll we'll see how all the stories unfold, and yeah. Braun Breaker losing on Saturday, but somehow gets another opportunity a couple days later. Seems a little unusual to me. You you know, the, the immediate rematch from when a champion loses the belt is kind of more sus- the norm in professional wrestling. But pretty much when you lose a championship match, you're not often granted another one so right. quickly. Unless there's some kind of controversy surrounding the, the, the decision. Um, so that, to me, mo- mostly that he lost, 
and then he, you know, that he lost on on uh, Saturday, which I think most people predicted, as it seemed that Braun Breaker was on his way up to the main roster um, on Raw, but then winning it on Monday, I, yeah, it's a little unusual, but I guess yet again we'll see we'll see what direction it takes. Yeah. Definitely interesting the way they've done it all. But hey, that's where we are. So NXT 2.0, we're still you know, we still have hopes for it. See what they, they're gonna make of it. Uh I mean you can definitely see it's definitely not the super indie that Triple H is trying to make it be anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is definitely uh, long gone. Yeah. All right. So now it is time for the show of shows. It is time for us to go over the WrestleMania. The most stupendous WrestleMania of all time. As they called it, yeah. did did it feel stupendous? I don't really know if I know what stupendous feels like, so it's difficult to say. Well, I guess at some point we'll figure it out. Um, I had to look that up to myself, and I was like, exactly what does it mean? I don't know, but all right. Um, so night one, we'll start out uh, with the Usos and Shisuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Uh, and this match supposed to, I think, you know, get everybody hyped up. I mean, and it was getting there, but Rick Boogs tore something in his leg got an injury. He's kind of had surgery now. But yeah, that that sucks for Yeah. Both. Yeah, it's I mean it's always bad when when somebody gets hurt, especially at such a big high profile event. Um yeah. Uh yeah, I think I think it was more on the quadricep area. I think is what I heard. So kind of the up, you know, the upper portion of his leg. But um, yeah, if he had to have surgery, it'll be many months, uh, and you know, before he he ever uh, he's able to wrestle again. You know, which is which is sad. But mm-hmm. my hope would be that they could put Shinsuke back in a. In a in a big singles program. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be see what they do with with him while, well, you know, it's gone, books is gone. But man, what a way to go! It's just uh, sucks that he had to be injured. Um, but yeah. That is that's where it's at. Uh, so they had to cut the match short. The Usos retained the championship. Next up, Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin 
uh, McIntyre won eight minutes. Uh, this would have been my bathroom break, but it was too early. They put it in too early for me to take a bathroom break. So, and then apparently, um, Drew's sword has magic powers as he sliced the ring ropes with it. Yeah. I mean, it is a sword. I don't think it has to have magic powers to slice something. It just needs to be sharp. That one was apparently very sharp. Yes. Um, But those ropes, man, those things are supposed to be, you know, strong. Steel cable, right? Steel cable wrapped in, you know, whatever. It's kind of what they've always told us. So for his sword to be able to cut steel so easily, yeah, it definitely has to be a... Very sharp and powerful blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is for sure. Um, let's see. What else happened after that? Okay, so after that, we get The Miz and Logan Paul defeating Dominic and Rey Mysterio. Logan Paul looked pretty darn good. Um, somebody asked me who I thought we have a better standout match between the two of them and and I said that it'd be it'd be Logan and, and yeah he definitely impressed uh, at the end of the match though unfortunately uh, uh, the miss turned uh, on Logan I guess the miss did not like that uh the Logan Paul was taking all his spotlight. Of course, that's that's what the Miz is, you know. She's full of jelly. Yeah. Yes, apparently. So, but yeah, what do you think Logan Paul? I mean, he's doing boxing now. He's doing wrestling. Of course, he was involved last year with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um, what do you make of these? YouTube, you know, internet personalities coming in here and just uh, getting involved in, I mean, they're bringing their fan base and hundreds of thousands of followers, so, but other than that, I mean, are you a fan of, of these type of, you know, gimmick? Well, I, here, here's the real of it. They're not there for me, okay? They're not there for most of the pro wrestling fans. They're there to try and get cross-promotional media the same way that they've used, you know, I mean, when they've had, you know, football players and when Rodman showed up, you know, and wrestled and those kind of things. Um, That's the purpose, you know, is to draw new eyes. And that's, you know, part of of being a new age celebrity, like, yeah, you have these people who, who just make videos from their house and put them online and get a big following and they kind of get us, you know, pseudo celebrity status. And that's the hope that, you know, yes, they, they obviously have millions of people paying attention to what they're doing. So we want those millions of people paying attention to what they're doing while they're doing it for us. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know who, who any of these people are when they bring them on. Uh, but yet again, they're not there for me to know who they are. They're there 
for their fans to follow them to wrestling. <laughs> but he did look pretty good in his match, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm you're hearing it across the board too. Everybody was very surprised at, at how well he seemed to do. Um, you know, I mean, I get the guy's a professional athlete. You know, he boxes and stuff, but at the same time, it's a very different, uh, you know, form of 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 athlete of athlete and a yeah. very different form of training required in order to be good right. at professional right. wrestling. There's so many levels to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, he seemed to do good. I don't know if there, you know, if there's any more interest or use for him, you know, past WrestleMania and maybe a a couple weeks to kind of wrap up the story. Um, but I mean, he he definitely didn't look out of place um, yeah. in the yeah. ring, which is well, you know what we, we we can say that for a lot of the celebrities who've come into wrestling that they look very out of place once they once they have to get in the ring and start actually wrestling. Yeah, well, from what I'm hearing, this is not the end of Logan Paul in the WWE, so we're going to see a lot more of him. And okay. It's like as a, as a baby face now that... Uh, Apparently, yeah, if he's going to be feuding with The Miz, yeah. I mean, yeah. The Miz has been one of the most hated in WWE for years and years and years, so yeah, that... Yeah. If you if you got a if you punch the Miz in the face, that's instant instant baby face, yeah. Yep. So that'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Uh, next up to what many people uh, believe should have been the uh, main event for yeah, night yeah, one. Uh, it was Bianca Belair of both nights. Big time backs to win the Raw Women's Championship. Although by the looks of Belair the next night, she could barely hey, open up yeah. that left eye. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, you and you could see the point when it happened in the match. Um, you know, Becky going for the the Molly go round and basically just kind of undershooting the jump and also kept her legs too close together trying to make the rotation and. Just a heel came down and crashed right into Bianca's face. Um, I mean, I I haven't heard if it's anything more damaged than just a black eye like that. You know, I don't know if there's any bone damage that would possibly keep her from being able to compete for several weeks um, or longer. It, it looks it looked nasty. The hit looked nasty. You know her her face is just it looks it looks immensely painful. But she won, and it was a great match, a great storytelling match. Um, you know that wrapped up a story that went all the way back to SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. Most of the matches on WrestleMania do not have a history that long. Um, you know, let alone one that's been focused primarily on those two since SummerSlam, while still making it interesting and exciting and wanting. And you wanting to see them them lock up again, um, you know, and and Bianca get her revenge on Becky, who who surprised her, you know, with the return and the the quick win, and then you know screwed her out of another rematch for putting you know with illegal maneuvers, and then like trying to to avoid her and say that no you know Bianca I beat you already like you don't deserve another shot um 
to finally getting the shot. And, you know, Becky brought a different kind of intensity to that match where she was trying to win as quickly as possible and pulling out all kinds of maneuvers that are not usually in her, her repertoire to try and defeat, defeat Bel Air. Um, you could see the reaction as soon as Bianca picked up Becky on her shoulders to go for the KOD, the crowd erupted. She hadn't hit the move yet. She hadn't won the match yet, but once she picked her up on her shoulders and position, you know, got her position just right, the crowd erupted. They were on their feet, on their feet when the move hit, on their feet when the pinfall counted. Um, you know, they were there and celebrating and showing why, yeah, that match realistically should have been the main event of the show. It was, uh, for my money, it was the best match of, of both nights. And it was the match that I was really looking forward to going in because I knew it would it would be really good and it hundred percent delivered. Yeah, for sure. Um, next up, Seth. For, oh, before that, also it was cool that Bianca and Becky got the the first real special entrances. Yeah, um, for WrestleMania with Becky coming in this nice. SUV car coming in style like the big time wrestler she is. I mean, she, then, she looked like a rock star legitimately with all, you know, in, in her yeah. outfit and her new hairstyle and the big glasses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just completely and utterly, yeah, like you said, big time Bex looking like a big time star. Right. And, and then following along is also, you know, Bianca with the, with the drum line. It's kind of like more like, okay, She's gonna come work and yeah, she's yeah. It's it's yet again. It's showing the contrast. It's showing you know somebody who's who's worked hard to get all to where they are and and still tries to you know be supportive of the people and and who have supported her throughout. Where Becky has kind of turned her back on those people and feels that she's above them now. Um, I, I thought so. That was that was a great nod too to to their characters and showing the contrast. Um, you know, cause there was a time several years ago where Becky was, you know, that in that same position as Bianca Belair, where she was there and she was, you know, tr- being a top star, but, but still being kind of humble and thankful of everybody who helped her get there. And then, mm-hmm. you know, uh, coming back and, and being a very different person, um, you know, so I thought that was part of the great story too. That was the story they told before the even match even rang. Um, once again, kind of clear cutting and defining the differences of the of the of them now. Yeah. Next time, okay. Next up, Seth freaking Rollins. All right, Vince McMahon, who is the opponent? You know, I mean, they were milking this. I mean, they were waiting a hot minute. It felt like forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah, like, building the suspense and drama. Yeah. Yeah. And then you hear the people chanting, Cody, Cody, yeah. Cody. The, ru- the rumor was out, man. The rumor was yeah. out, and people were were excited. And then out of nowhere, the, the, the thing was pitch black for like 30 seconds. And then, <laughs> know, and then the intro music, of course, this intro music at the very beginning is very, very slow, right, before the first line of the singing. So it's like, unless you've heard it many times, Maybe yeah, you didn't recognize, recognize it. necessarily. 
Yeah. But then as soon as American Nightmare came and then he started rising up, people went bananas, including uh, you could, uh, Corey Tatum, uh, who's uh, recording for his vlog there. He recorded my reaction on me and, and actually posted that video, that reaction on, yeah. on his Yeah, both of you guys went crazy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's what I thought was the coolest part of it at all. All right. When Mike Rome is introducing Cody, he goes, you know, he goes, I said, he's from Atlanta, Georgia. The American nightmare. Cody Rhodes. And I'm like thinking, wow, this is the very first time in almost six years, five and a half years, because I believe his uh, debut uh, in the independence was in Evolve in August of 2016. And I'm like, this is the first time in over five years that they've introduced to him as something other than just Cody. Because he doesn't own the Rhodes name. And what, I, how wild must it have been? That is true. Really but at the same time, on several independent shows, I would hear um, the announcers and people call him Cody and all that, even though they weren't, you know, they probably weren't allowed to or shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but that was them being like, you guys know who he is. We know who he is. Like, we're not just going to call him Cody. Mm -hmm. But it was definitely yeah. the, the first time in anywhere near that amount of people. That he was announced as, as Cody yeah. Rhodes, and probably the first time on anywhere, on television anywhere and paper. Consequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, all disrespect to the uh, to the to the indie to those small indies, but no, anywhere consequence that that it would have mattered to him. The fact they would just say Cody Rhodes when I heard it's like wow, here we go, it's real. I mean. You know, I mean, Cody Rhodes is back, and, and yeah, so he got the ovation he wanted. I think he got everybody wanted Cody there, and they got Cody there. And you know, this, I mean, I while it was, I think, I'm to you to your agreement, yeah, B Bianca and Becky definitely the the mat match of the weekend. Uh, but yeah, Cody. And, uh, and Seth absolutely, absolutely were like second best here. And I think, you know, like, look, I, I am by no means a Uber Cody fan. He's not like my favorite wrestler or anything. I like Cody. I like the kid. I like what he does. Uh, you know, I'm not always. I don't think he's the best wrestler in the world, uh, by far. Uh, and I've been very uh, not judgmental. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I've been very critical of some things that he's done, mostly because yes. a lot of what he's done looks like he's just trying to, you know, take shots at the fan. But I'm still a fan. I yeah. always root for him when, when you know. To succeed, and he found ways to succeed in the eighties and make it himself. I mean, for the fact that you know, listen, he he came as uh, the American Nightmare, 
he came using his original song that he owns. I mean, yeah. and you know, he is no longer this kid that's got to do what's been given to him. I, I bet you this, that he nobody gave him a script uh, for Monday night either. I would hope they did because we've seen what happens on All Elite Wrestling when Cody doesn't have a script. Well, it's it's not not necessarily good. Well, that did not sound like a thoroughly scripted um, promo on Monday, but yeah, uh, it it was an, a good match. Seth was the right opponent to make sure that help Cody out there on because I'm sure. I mean, you could tell. There were nerves. Uh, I mean, at least I, from what I could see, it definitely looked like there were some type of nerves. And yeah, um, yeah, they was it was all wondering if he would get the reception that 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 they were hoping for, or yeah. whether you know, WWE fans would would just boo on him because oh you left and you know, oh boy you're only back because you weren't as good as you said you were or whatever. But the thing is that the fans believed and that's the most important thing you know he was i'm still pretty much a firm believer that had he just stayed with wwe he would not have gotten that opportunity to wrestle in such a high profile match at wrestlemania mm-hmm. i'm almost certain he would probably still be middling around towards the bottom you know he would have been in some kind of tag another tag team you know, wrestling in the tag team scramble match, or he would have been on, uh, you know, WrestleMania SmackDown wrestling for the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Probably. Um, but he left because he felt that he was underappreciated and he was not being utilized the way that he would have liked. So he went out and he made himself a superstar. Um, and, you know, Forced people to take notice and pay attention to what he was doing and get people to care what he was doing. Uh, and ultimately, that's what got it, you know. And when he left All Elite, fans were excited at the possibility of him returning to WWE, you know, to see would they, you know, would they take him more seriously now? Would they give him a higher opportunity? Did they, did they see what everybody else had seen in him being able to make himself a, a bigger superstar? And and that proved it. He got an extremely high profile match, got the incredible reaction. He came out Monday and talked and got incredible reaction. Um, you know, I don't know if he's going straight for the world title, you know, and becoming the the champion or not. But they're giving him that opportunity and they're making that story. And I like the way they connected that to his dad as as it's a full circle thing, like. Essentially, he left to go prove that he could be a world title contender, and now he's returned, and he's here to say, you know, I want to do here in WWE what my family has not done. You know, my dad did not win the WWF championship. My brother did never, you know, never won uh, the WWF or WWE world championship. You know, I want to be, I want to, to claim that honor for my family. Um, and, and that's an amazing story that people can get behind. And that yeah. made the people yeah. want to root for him. Um, you know, 
I, you know, I'm excited to see where it goes. I really am. Yeah, it's definitely a great story to be told. And I think that he has this opportunity to, you know, he's already proven that he can be a star. He left to do that. Now he's back. And, yeah, it's it's all... It's, it's all not going to be, he's, he's got the opportunity, and I think that they're going to push him to make sure that he proves, hey, look, you were a star before, you know, and, be, you know, be the star again, no pun intended. Uh, here, now it's, you know, and sometimes people have to do that, right? Drew, no, he got let go, he left, he became a star, and now he's back. And then he's back and he became world champion. Uh, yeah. So they're still saying that, that he can't do it either. Because um, right now, I mean, he, he, I mean, whether it's that he was just not big book right or Vince didn't see it or who knows why, or whatever was a disconnect, you know, Cody left and came back and, you know, Showing like, hey, yeah, you can make money of me because I've made a lot of money already. I've proven that. Um, yeah, so how and this makes how many bullet club leaders now? Three bullet club leaders that WWE has ha, currently has under contract. Uh, the um, Balor, AJ, and Balor. Yeah, AJ Bauer and Cody, yeah. And they had Adam Cole and they let him go. Yeah, but he was not the leader of Bullet Club ever. He was the leader of the Bullet Club in Ring of Honor. No, no, but we took it overall Bullet Club. He was he was still under that was still under Cody's reign. And not Cody's reign, under um Omega's, Omega's Bullet yeah. Club, yeah, that's true. So uh but yeah. Uh, so yeah, that'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, you know, I, I want to see some interactions between someone's like, hey, you know, BC, BC. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, that that was that that'll be cool. Great reaction though; people loved it. Uh, next up, Charlotte Flair defeats Ronda Rousey to retain the women's championship. I mean, honestly, we. You know, this is the match that Vince McMahon wanted to main event um, WrestleMania 35. This is the result that Vince McMahon wanted in for WrestleMania 35. Of yeah. course, he couldn't do either of these because of a certain person called Becky Lynch, yeah. who basically showed up and showed out everywhere she went. When she became the man, and just became this made made herself a, a star that the industry could not deny. They had yeah, been trying for so long, and she hit that turn, and everybody wanted her at the top, and they wanted her to beat one, to beat the one, and and you know all that. So that was it. Yeah, that was. They gave us that, and then they still came back around, and and Vince going Vince going to Vince basically. Yeah, but you know this thing, right? It's like, look, 
when, when they realized that they were only that the 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 first runner was only gonna be a year, I was gonna finish a WrestleMania 35 before she could go uh and make babies. Um it was like, okay, well if, if WrestleMania 35 is gonna be her last match for now, then yeah, let's put over Charlotte over her. It just makes sense. And yeah, and it made sense from a WWE perspective uh, in what they usually do. But yeah, the fact that Becky's, you know, you know, run at that point was just something you could not deny. You could not ignore, you could not just act like if it wasn't there. It's like, you know, just shows how big of a star she became. Um, yeah. And I, I was stoked for it. And yeah, so now here we are. And Vince gets the match that he wanted many years ago. Uh, and yeah, but Rousey's not done. Uh, she's going to be, be back. I'm really hoping for the Ronda Shayna tag team. That's all I want right now. Can you yeah. imagine those two just going over and just destroying everybody? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean that would be that would be outstanding to see, um, mm-hmm. you know. But I don't know if they're gonna ever do it at this point. Uh, look, I I think they got to do something with her. They're not gonna put her in the title picture. Then they gotta they gotta do that. They gotta just put them together. It's it just makes sense because you can't. It, Rhonda, she's gonna be at the top in the singles. So if you if you don't want her there at this moment, if you need to take a step down, then the tag team. Plus the, the tag teams, you know, I, sure I get, and it looks like they're already breaking up Rhea and uh, Rhea and Liv and yeah. Carmella and Selena look like they might be breaking up too. Yeah, well, two of the four teams Car- that fought for the championship are now on. Look like they're on the outs. Yeah, well, that's also because Carmella's got to be gone for a few month, a few weeks. She's going to go get married and have a honeymoon and all that. So, Get more face work done or something? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, as far as the other two, I was surprised that they're trying to break up um, uh, Liv and... Liv for brutality, yeah. Well, here's, but, here's the rumor that I've heard about the next step for Liv. Or, um, not Liv, but the next step for Rhea. It's... Um, supposed to be that both Tommaso Ciampa and Rhea Ripley will join uh, Damian Priest and Edge. Oh, really? So that's that's the current rumor. I don't like your rumors. Yeah. Well, this is the the current rumor, yeah. Well, so, I don't know how I feel about that one, but cool, I guess. Uh, he can have his own brood, his broody group. Uh, yeah. Okay, the main event for night one, Kevin Owens... Uh, the Kevin Owens show turned into uh, 
Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Kevin Owens in no holds bar match, almost 14 minutes long. The match was going to be what it was. It was just going to be a, I mean, look, Stone Cold Steve Austin, even without him being like 50 many years old and, you know, with his knees probably just as bad as they were 20 years ago, we weren't going to see a technical battle. Nobody expected that. Everybody knew it was just going to be a fight. Nobody wants, and, a, nobody wants a technical battle from Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. So we, we got exactly what we wanted. We got an ass kicking. And at the end of the night, Stone Cold Steve Austin won. And he drank beers. And isn't that the only thing you really want from Stone Cold Steve Austin at the end of the day? Um. That's pretty much it. Yeah, see him stun the guy that he, that's been trash talking him and his state, and then drink beer over his unconscious body. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what you want from Stone Cold. Oh, I was I was actually surprised that it did really delve into a full match that then saw Steve and you know and Kevin Owens go at it for so long. Yeah, well, you know, I think I'm, I'm still pretty much sure that it would just be KO show, you know. Quick brawl, and that was it. Um, mm-hmm. Well, when yeah, I turned into a match, and I mean, Steve was out there doing a hell of a lot more than somebody who, you know, who probably at his age and his physical condition, history of injuries, etc., probably should have been doing. But you know, I mean, it's it's WrestleMania. You gotta you gotta go guns blazing. Yeah. Well, the way that Steve Austin kept referring to the match, he was anticipating a match. Uh, even though they, yeah. they keep calling it just oh just just the Kevin Owens show with just him the KO show, it's like no, I'm I'm coming to fight you. Like I'm not just coming to talk. I'm coming to fight you. Yeah, yeah. So I I already like and the way that he was advertised, like he was doing press. He was like, yeah, I'm work. I've been working better and working out and getting in shape. So like I think he was hoping for more than a match because more than just a show. Because I think he was also saying like. He never got. I mean, he knew that his match against The Rock was his last match, but it's not the way he wanted it to be. So I think that this is really the match. Having this match, even though at the way that he had it, is he came into terms. Okay, this is my last match, and I, I'm I'm going out my way instead of just because he couldn't go anymore. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, it was fun. Uh, you could tell that he was getting gassed after a while. I mean, the match didn't even have to go over. Th- I would have gone like eight or nine minutes tops and just enjoy the the beer bash. But could have run to go in, you know, thirteen plus minutes. Um, but I, they definitely didn't have to go that long. Yeah, it that's that's what I'm saying, and that's and Steve didn't have to go as hard as he did. That's yeah. what I'm saying. He took a lot of some wild bumps that you wouldn't expect somebody like him to take in this, you know, at this stage. When yeah, he hasn't wrestled in in so many years. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But I mean, it he Steve Austin was there to give the fans everything they wanted and more. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, and be able to do it, you know. Uh, the, and kind of go out the way he wanted to go out in a better situation. And, yeah. you know, um, I here's the thing that also needs to be the big takeaway from this. Kevin Owens main eventing WrestleMania. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how many times do you think that pudgy kid from Canada heard no, heard you're you're never mm-hmm. going to be a superstar in this in this industry? You know, you're you need to get in better shape. You need to you know get in a better yeah. attitude or, or you're too what? short. You're too fat. You're too Canadian. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You're not good looking enough or whatever. Yeah. All these reasons that he heard that he was never going to make it to WWE probably. And he's mm. been there for so long and he's done just about everything he can do and always been a featured player, always in a high profile spot and main evented WrestleMania against a legitimate generational talent. Um, you know, one of the, the biggest names in, in the history of professional wrestling in Stone Cold Steve Austin. One of the Mount Rushmore's, right? He's I think he yeah. I think Stone Cold Steve Austin is is most people's like you know on most people's list. I mean, he, he was the guy that made the attitude era the attitude era. It was the redneck cussing and drinking and beating the crap out of his boss. That was what made people tune in every single week. In the Attitude Era and the Monday Night Wars, um, you know, yeah, everybody, yeah, that was it. You would live vicariously through Steve Austin. You wanted to be an asshole and just cuss at anybody and not care about repercussions. Just wanted to get drunk and and do some crazy, stupid stuff like steal a Zamboni and steal a beer truck and spray down people. And yeah, if your boss was a jerk, you wanted to be able to give him the finger and punch him in his mouth. Um, you know, so that was, that was what Steve was there to encapsulate and let everybody live vicariously through. Um, and it was, yeah. And so for him to be able to come back and have, you know, not just a two or three minute scrap and then call it a day, but be out there to put, you know, bringing his work in boots basically, Mm -hmm. um, and doing way, way more than he realistically needed to, or probably should have, um, to try and and do that. And you know, I mean, it, in a sense, he did as much to try and help elevate Kevin Owens to a legitimate top level talent as much as just thanking the fans and kind of giving them one last, one last kind of uh, nostalgia moment. Hmm. Yeah, because she definitely gave him that, um, and yeah, it, it was so it was a great first night uh, for all that. But yeah, when it comes to Kevin Owens, uh, he was telling the story of how he usually in November uh, of the previous year starts asking, "So, what are the plans for WrestleMania and this and the other?" Of course, he was in a contract year. He really didn't ask this time around. So he came on. This guy means he resigned his contract without knowing that this was the plan for him for for WrestleMania, and then he wow. signed his contract blindly knowing what he was doing for WrestleMania. So you know, and it, it, it paid off. You know, it paid off because he got the biggest person he could get uh, in the biggest stage of them all um, in a record breaking. You know, highest grossing WrestleMania of all times, uh, and yeah, I, I think he even said like in 
like January, February of this year, he thought that he was heading into a match against Rollins because he had been working with him and whatever not. And yeah, they had they had him a long against him. History, yeah. yeah, and that's when he found out. It's like, no, you, you're actually working Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, they, they showed that picture of uh, Kevin Owens when he was a, a young kid just trying to get started in this like, business. And yeah, had, taking taking a picture with Steve Austin mm-hmm. as somebody he was he looked up to and and wanted to be you know wanted to be like him one day. Yeah, and you know, the and of course he uses the Stone Cold Stunner as you know. As a tribute, I guess, to Austin or whatever that and you know, so so darn cool is just like seeing that 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 cool thing. Uh you know, just it's just all all concerning. It's like I think he the story of Owens and you know, I think people been giving him grief because he did he resigned instead of um going to become all elite. Uh, yeah, you know. Because I think he's the first wrestler to have resigned with Italy instead of going. Everybody else who was either let go or contract expired has yeah all, has all of his all of his friends are are over there. Yeah, so that that is that is quite quite a thing uh, that we encountered here. With uh, with him, but yeah. So here we are. Uh, we're about to hit the two hour mark. The we looks like are running out of time. Uh, we're gonna have to stick out for part two uh, of our coverage of WrestleMania. Um, and uh, yeah, so stay tuned. Uh, usually we do this every two weeks, but we cannot wait that much longer. We also can't. Take much more time, otherwise we're just literally gonna run out of time, uh, as we have many a times. So um, we will be covering the rest of WrestleMania and uh, much more than that after WrestleMania uh, and everything else uh, after. Uh, if not this week, then later next week uh, we'll be back. Uh, uh, for another episode of FOW Live. Um, yeah, and hopefully we'll have either Eric or Mika also available uh, to give us their perspectives uh, on, on the WrestleMania weekend in, um, you know, in Dallas. Also, as we look ahead uh, to LA next year and everything else is going on because we, we're starting to pack up uh, the, the year. Uh, with shows, so we look forward to all that. Uh, make sure you subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, um, Amazon Music, uh, everywhere you can hear uh, podcasts being heard. Uh, we're on Twitter at FOW Radio, Dennis on Twitter at Danny F and Danger, Eric's on Twitter at EJ423X, Mika's on Twitter at Mika Villas, I'm on Twitter at Yellowman PA, and until next time, keep watching wrestling.